Welcome to the Brandon Bloom Podcast, the place to be to learn how to grow your business's visibility online organically. I'm your host, Liz Fleming. Let's dive right into this new episode. Welcome back to the Brand and Bloom podcast. I'm really excited, as always, for this week's guest. I'm talking with Cameron Cruz, who is CCO of Our Riveter, and she is local. So we are both in the same area, Moore County, um, which is where their flagship store is. So along with her business partner, she founded the handbag company and set out to provide mobile, flexible income for military spouses across the country. Cameron graduated from SCAD in 2011 with a master's in architecture and a BFA in architecture in 2010. Currently living in Southern Pines, North Carolina with her family, it has also become home for the company's flagship retail store and our Riveter. Flagshop. Our Riveter has been recognized on the list of Inc.'s 500 fastest growing private companies for 2017 and 2018. Cameron was named one of the 25 people changing the future of retail in 2019 by the NRF and Apparel's 30 Under 30 in 2018. Cameron is a mother of two and proud military spouse, a self-proclaimed optimist with Southern roots and a passion for creative design and problem solving. She is a firm believer that we are stronger together than we are apart. <laughs> True that. Welcome, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited to share your story of our Riveter with my listeners because, you know, being in the same town as the store, like I know all about it. We network together. We are colleagues. So it's, I know a lot about it, but I want to share your message. You have such a unique story. So we're going to start there. What's your story? How'd you meet your business partner and what really led to our Riveter? Of course. So we met, well, the business started in 2011 when Elisa and I found each other kind of in the middle of nowhere, Dahlonega. So both military spouses, both have master's degrees, both looking for employment and career opportunities and couldn't find it. So we were both going through this kind of quarter life crisis where we realized that as military spouses, if we were going to have anything for ourselves, we were going to have to make it. And so there was this light bulb that went off in our heads that if we could do something for ourselves and our families and ultimately do something to provide value and income for other military families, that was like this huge win-win and it became the ultimate challenge. And um, we jumped straight into making handbags of all things. We'd never manufactured anything a day in our lives. Um, And literally never looked back. You know, we were not friends really for a long time before we became business partners. And so uh, we just jumped straight in. I mean, there were points where both of our spouses, I think, um, sat down and asked us like, are you really sure you want to do this? Because you don't really know this girl. (laughs) And um, kind of like with all relationships and friendships and, and, and partnerships, you can really feel it at the beginning. There was something that we both knew um, our our personalities were really the perfect yin and yang and we could just kind of, we could kind of feel it. And so we just, yeah. we really did just jump right in. And um, we started with the two of us in the garage making one bag at a time. And uh, here we are in 2020 making, you know, hundreds of bags a day and um, just really have bootstrapped our way from absolutely almost nothing uh, to where we are now. 
Yeah, it's incredible. And you have such a unique business model. Do you want to walk us through that? Sure. So when we identified that military spouses not only needed flexible income, because there was a lot of people providing a flexible work environment. You know, there were people even in 2011 providing work from home opportunities. And there were lots of jobs where you could provide income from more than just, you know, being in a, in a workplace from nine to five. But what we kind of stumbled upon was that the idea of having a mobile flexible income was this huge hole that our entire community was looking for. And so if we could do something that provided that and in a different way, um, different than a direct sales model, um, because me personally, I am I'm not, a, I, I can't do sales. I was, I was very much like, I want to be able to make money in my mm. garage um, and, and not have to, not have to sell things, which, and if we went into retail, so that's kind of um, contradictory, but uh, <laughs> we, you know, we wanted to be able to provide money for, for the maker. And mm-hmm. so we really thought that handbags was this perfect opportunity to have parts and pieces that get made all over the country by military spouses. They get to take their job with them. So she can literally move from Georgia to Colorado and to North Carolina and not skip a beat on an income opportunity. And then they send all of those items to our localized fab shops where we put everything together. And so we assemble everything in one spot and get it ready for retail and our, our online channels. So incredible. I mean, and and that's something, the mobile flexible income, I did not understand or know too much about until I became a military spouse myself. I know running an online business is like the only way that I can have a business as a military spouse because it allows me that flexibility. So it's incredible that you jumped on that right from the get-go. You knew your niche and you hammered it out and people love it, right? I mean, those who participate, they love it. And I mean, that's why you can set your price points the way you do. People want to actually invest in this product because it is handmade. So that's really, really unique. Um, Something else that is unique and because I have to ask (laughs) was because, um, so you guys were on Shark Tank. A lot of people don't know this. (laughs) Do you want to tell us about that? We jumped right into the tank. Funny, (laughs) funny story. We, you know, we actually got a call from the shark, from a Shark Tank producer and, um, we thought it was spam. And so we were like, you know, this is not really real. And, um, Lisa was like, you know, I'll just, I'll give him a call back in the morning and we'll jump on the phone, but there's no way this is real. And sure (laughs) enough, it was real. And so we had this, we had this moment where we had to decide, is this something, you know, this is back in 2015. Is this something that we're willing to take a huge risk for and put ourselves out there in a way that we've never anticipated doing? Cause you know, I got a degree in architecture. I've always been kind of a you know, the introverted, silent, creative type. Yeah. <laughs> and so the idea of going in front of five of the smartest, you know, air quotes, business people on TV, uh, and just really putting ourselves out there was, was something that we really had to soul search about. And we had this realization that if we were serious about the mission and serious about providing opportunity, income, empowerment, and inspiration to our community, we had to do it. Like we had to just... Yeah suck it up buttercup and and (laughs) get on that, get on that platform and that stage and just put it all out there and and be vulnerable. And, uh, I'm very glad we did because we did end up with a deal. We got a deal with Mark Cuban and he's still an active, 
equity partner in the business today. And it's, it's been, it's been an awesome ride. We grew our business, I think in a matter of like seven minutes on national TV, a, a thousand, a thousand percent. It wow. was like, we have incredible growth and we had stretch marks to prove it for about three years too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. So what year was that, that they reached out? Do you remember? We, yeah. So we started doing the, the kind of going down the Shark Tank path in 2015 and we aired in 2016. Wow. And then things really mm-hmm. took off from there. Yes. So we got, we kind of got out of the, the basement of our retail store with our manufacturing and that got a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we just kind of started to realize that we, had something that really had legs and um it it started to take off yeah so now how how are things looking now you know during the pandemic i know this is such a sensitive topic but you Mm -hmm. have an amazing website and you have a great team um behind you to help you you know capitalize on e-commerce and online sales is that is that going okay for you right now It is. I will say that the second all of the, I mean, I think every business owner saw that train start to happen and started to get a little sweaty and a little worried. Mm. Um, I think the day they announced the lock, sort of the lockdowns and the quarantine for uh, the United States and North Carolina, actually Ohio, where Lisa is, my business partner uh, shut down first. I started getting really, really worried because I thought, you know, the last thing somebody wants to buy is a $200 handbag uh, mm-hmm. in the midst of uncertainty and COVID and quarantine. Um, but so we did have to shut down two retail stores, which is really unfortunate, um, you know, and, and took the business down temporarily anyway, took the business down quite significantly. But e-commerce really like stood strong and yeah. um, it really blew me away how much business we were able to do still in the midst of all of that. And I definitely, you hit it on the nail, the nail on the head. It's, we have an incredible team. Everybody rallied and uh, thank God for, for e-commerce. Yeah. Plus the beauty of, you know, being here in Southern Pines, North Carolina is just that it's small. And we Mm -hmm. have a community of people who are physically here that rally for us, even from afar. And I'm, I'm, even though there've been bumps in the road, I'm happy to hear that you've been able to lean on your team and the e-commerce side of the business. A lot of people haven't done that or haven't been able to do that. So guys, if you're listening and you haven't yet pivoted to online in some way, you must do it. This is something that I've advocated for, for months now. And if you're confused, you need to find the support. You can reach out to me, but Cameron Cruz and her team are a prime example of why it works and why it's beneficial. So what would you say now that you've been doing this for quite a few years is the driving force behind Riveter's success? Oh, goodness. I mean, we have quite an emotional tie to our story. So anybody who's ever been a military family, known a military family, um, or just people, people maybe that have never sort of how I was before I met my husband and kind of, um, had this whole like, <laughs> yeah, whoa, like oh, eye-opening uh, experience about <laughs> becoming shocking. a military spouse. Um, people want to be able to support it, and we have an incredible community of of customers that, like you said earlier, are in, are investing in not only a, a handbag and a product, but a, a community of women and a community of families. And so that is what 
that's why we do what we do first and foremost. And that is what keeps us going and keeps us in business. That's great. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. And that makes perfect sense. So I guess on that note, um, what's one piece of advice that you could give to entrepreneurs or new business owners who are just starting out? Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> I keep giving you the so tough much, question. <laughs> I know there's so much that, I mean, I, you know, coming from a place of literally never having even considered being a business owner when I started Our Riveter with Lisa, it, there was so much that we learned. So there's an incredible perspective gained once you kind of go that direction. Um, and so I, you know, always keeping an open mind and always attacking every day, like you're going to learn something new today because you are, <laughs> um, is, is an incredible mindset to have. And then I would say, you know, don't, I'm realizing more and more that we're not afraid to do what feels like the same thing and say the same things and be so uh, consistent. Mm. It, it almost feels boring, um, yes. but it works, you know? So I always wanted to do something new. I always wanted to reinvent. We always wanted to see what was the next thing. And I feel like when you find something that it, that is, um, is working a little bit even, be more consistent and see what you can find in the trends. And we don't have to work harder and you can work mm -hmm. smarter that way. Yeah, definitely. And that's a great point that you bring up consistency. That's something that comes up a lot on my podcast, you know, mm -hmm. when people are talking about success, but you made a great point, even though it gets boring and redundant, it's a must. And that is, mm -hmm. you know, the true driving force behind any sort of success in business is making sure that you are showing up every day in some fashion and it's, you know, bringing quality to light you know, for your brand. It's not always about quantity. It's the consistency and the quality of the content mm -hmm. that you're showing up with. So that's really insightful. And, you know, in a partnership with Lisa, do you feel like your guys' personal brands are still at the forefront of how you market the brand as a whole, you know, because you started it. So I know that you do a lot of interviews and stuff like that, but would you say mm -hmm. like, that's definitely another driving force behind your success? I, if it were up to me in a perfect <laughs> world, I would take myself completely out of this situation. Yeah. I always have tried to put our Riveter kind of in front. And this, the story, in my opinion, is about the brand and the value that it brings to our customers. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I think that like I was telling you earlier, I, I was always that very introverted individual. So I'm very much I'm a learned extrovert now doing what we do. You have to be able to kind of put yourself out there and, and get sure. in front of people. So that's something that has been a huge personal growth moment for me. Um, and so it might be a, a small byproduct of it, yeah. but my focus is definitely on the brand. Itself, yeah. Not necessarily yeah. my personal brand. And even so I, you know, I find as the brand grows and gets more refined, um, less and less of my personal style is in the brand itself. So I, you know, from an MPD perspective and somebody who is always thinking about creative, uh, driving towards what our customers want versus what I want has been another big learning curve. Yeah. And I'm sure your audience, you know, provides you with a ton of feedback and you're always listening to them. So that's interesting. I never really considered that, you know, you guys have all these different designs and they're all so beautiful. So how do you, 
is that like your audience dictating what they want to see or you're just kind of feeling out market trends to come up with new designs? How does that work? Yeah, it's a combination of both. I mean, I, you know, like for instance, if I had to give any example, I'll buy a, a black, black bag. You'll find me in black, Same. gray, white, you know, <laughs> any day of the week. Um, but our black brown sells 80% of our volume. So yeah. it's one of those things where I, I want to have that black, black bag, but our customers have spoken loud and clear with what they want. And so we've, we've tried to, over the years, find different ways to let the customers speak for themselves, um, letting the buying habits drive that conversation. Mm -hmm. Because what we've found is that people will say they want X, Y, and Z, and they will, they will tell you all day long what they think that they will buy. Yeah. And nothing is more powerful than somebody actually, you know, putting that money on their, you know, on the table and saying, I, I want to make this transaction. So finding different ways to be flexible and, um, you know, we have a retail store, so mm -hmm. it's a perfect breeding ground for testing um, and, and letting that kind of speak for itself. When we were young, when we were young, um, when we were <laughs> a baby business in the garage, we actually started and scaled the business on custom orders because that allowed mm. us the opportunity to go out there, sell the handbags. So you get to choose your leather, your canvas, your liner, and we would make that transaction and we funded the business on, on pre-orders essentially. So we would take that, make five bags, use the money that we made from five bags to make 10 bags, 10 bags to make 20. Wow. And, uh, and so really just always being very lean and scrappy and letting the customers monetize and drive um, with their actions. Yeah. Wow. And I don't know if you can say, but do you have any new designs coming up that are going to launch, you know, for around Christmas or the spring? We do. <laughs> we have a couple of things launching this year. Some of them big things. So some Ooh. of them um, that I've been waiting for for a long time, which is very exciting. And then some little smaller items that, um, you know, are very much in line with the brand and we're kind of experimenting with what it means to be rivet or made. So um, actually, when this airs, um, there should be something brand new. Yeah. Yay. And on that note, you guys, so if you're listening, all Brandon Bloom listeners will get 20% off any our Riveter purchase. Some exclusions apply, but all you have to do is put in code Bloom20 online. So definitely take advantage of that offer. They are an amazing company. And before we go, I have to ask, what is something that truly lights you up that keeps you going in this business every day, despite you know, all these random bumps in the road with the pandemic and the upcoming election and back to school and who knows what military wise, but what really sets your soul on fire? Well, I, you know, I think it was in a couple of your previous podcasts, people were talking a lot about community and that yes. is definitely a part of what, that's definitely the more emotional part of what keeps me going. But then there's this sort of competitive piece of me that always thinks, what could it be in yeah. six months? You know, like, what could I accomplish? What could we accomplish? And um, always wanting to make it better, I feel like is the, the entrepreneurial and the, you know, like, you never want to put it down or walk away from it because it, we could get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so just like that sort of competitiveness with myself, I think always drives it. And then the idea that I could be building something that makes my family a better life 
and um, something that my kids and my husband and myself can be proud of. Same. I, I can totally relate to that. Like I am my biggest competition. I'm always yeah, like, come yeah. on. <laughs> like the yeah. drive is just, and the optimism, you know, like you said, self-proclaimed optimist, totally mm-hmm. same girl, same. <laughs> yeah, it's no. just like, I, I think that's can't stop. you have to do it. Yep. 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 <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Cameron. This has been fantastic. And I'm so excited to have you. Maybe we'll have you back someday and you can tell us all about the new goodies. <laughs> of course. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you ever needed to get in touch with me or, you know, all of our social is at our Riveter Bags. Um, awesome. I'm at Cameron C on Instagram. Um, and you can reach me at Cameron at com too. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll put that in the show notes so that people know where they can connect with you and all that good stuff. And thank you bloomers for tuning in. Now go out there and bloom boldly. And remember, you've got this and I've got you. Did that go by too fast? No worries. You can always find me over at elizabethfleming.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-F-L-E-M-I-N-G.com for more information about my programs and how to take your learning further with me. There's also a free marketing checklist that you can get your hands on right now if you'd like. So head over to elizabethfleming.com for more. And if you loved this episode, I would love it if you left a review in return. It helps so much. So tell your friends about it. If you want to share it on social, the official show hashtag is Brandon Bloom Pod. And you can also tag me everywhere. I'm at Ms. Liz Fleming. That's M-S-L-I-Z-F-L-E-M-I-N-G. Everywhere on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.